Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Welcome to Wednesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. All right, let's go. I'll go first. And by me going first, I'll set up Eddie. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is. Producer Eddie, everybody. Yes, hey, there is an ad that popped up on my Instagram of fake tattoos that look really real. So I looked at it, and I'm like, whoo. I'm thinking about buying a couple of these and trying them out. Putting them in different places on my body. Where? What do you mean? Where in my body? Neck, maybe? No. Why would you go straight to neck? Why not? Because you would never get a neck tattoo even if you liked it. What you do is you get like an arm tattoo. And you put that on. I want to see how people treat me when I have this. Like when I go to my kids' baseball but games. But don't go zero to 100. Get an arm tattoo. Okay. See how people treat you then. Okay. I mean, I think that'll just be normal. And I, I do want to see how I feel when I walk around. Like, do I feel cool? You do don't. I, you don't? I have tattoos. <laughs> do you forget you have your yeah. tattoos? Yes. And I yeah. have them all. I mean, I only have them on the right side of my body. I have a theory. My, the right side of my body is the only side of my body that gets injured ever. My foot, my shoulder. Oh. My, it doesn't, it's only the right side of my body. My theory is all the tattoos have weakened the right side of my body. Oh. Wow. The ink has weakened the right side of my body for some reason. It's the only side of me that gets hurt. Interesting. Interesting. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be an ankle. It could be a calf. It could be a foot. It could be a shoulder. It's only the right side. And what side do I have all my tattoos on? The right, the right side. side. Wow. I got the state of Arkansas. I got the microphone from the Radio Hall of Fame. My mom, my grandma, their initials. I have the mirror ball. So I got the last one, the big C for Caitlin, my wife. All on the right side. And it's the injured side. That could be something. My theory. I encourage you to get a tattoo 
put it on, but wear, put it on your arm so people can see it. Okay. And I tell you what, nobody's going to look at you any different. Really? If you get one on your neck or your face, they're going to not treat you the same and you're not going <laughs> to like it. I won't go face. No, I like definitely it. won't do face. All right, next up, here he is, Lunchbox, everybody. Woo! Listen, I played pickleball the other day for the first time, and I don't get all the hype. Everyone talks about pickleball's amazing. Pickleball's the greatest. We're at the park, and there is a line of people waiting to play pickleball because there was two courts, and they were both full. And I'm like, it is not that cool, guys. Like, it's a little, it's over, highly overrated. I love playing pickleball because it's like tennis, but less impact on your body. Yeah. And anybody can play it. You don't really have to be a high skill player to get out there and play pickleball. It's uh, paddles, like you're playing ping pong. A little bigger and square, but also a wiffle ball. So the ball's not like, whack, whack, whack. you don't ah. have to be highly skilled. But it's like tennis, where you may hit one to the net and be like, dang, I got to try again. You can actually hit the ball back and forth, regardless of skill levels. Now, if you start competing, I have a couple friends that are really good that I play with sometimes. And they're really good. And it's tough. But the court's smaller. It's just easier. It's easier to get started. I think that's why people like it. That's why people like it. I was like, it doesn't seem any more fun than tennis. Like it's like oh, I think it's a lot more fun than tennis because you actually get to play and not chase balls all over the place all the time. All right. Well, I mean, you must have played with a bad person. I mean, it was my wife. Uh, oh, oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> or maybe she played with a bad person. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. All right. Thank you. Up next, here she is, Amy. Everybody. <laughs> Luckiest Girl Alive is a book that some of my friends read and they really liked it. Well, last week, Netflix put out the movie version starring Mila Kunis. And so I thought, well, I'm not going to take time to read the book. I'm just going to go straight in and watch the movie. And I thought it was so good. So I highly recommend it. I give it four knives out of five. What is it about? So it's about this girl. She has this really, what you would think, amazing life in New York. She dresses awesome, works at a high-profile magazine, and marrying this really wealthy guy, Nantucket wedding, all these things. But then her past comes back to haunt her in a way. She was involved in a really awful school shooting and back in high school. And she has to revisit it through this documentary that's being made and some other things come out in it. It's, it goes back and forth from her high school days to her present day, and it's really interesting. Is it based on a true story? It's a book, but is it a true book? I don't think so. Oh. I don't know. It's I'm fiction. I was, she was convincing me. <laughs> I was like, ah. No, we You were it. so close. It's good. All right. All right, play the voicemail, Ray. At six foot two from Arkansas, from food stamps to everyone's balls. Personal friend of Lionel Richie has problem going poo poo, not pee pee. Poo poo, not pee pee. Come on, put your hands together for Bobby. Big headed. Boom. All right, all right, all right. I love I'm getting taller too. It's amazing. So I don't have Stanley back yesterday. He had surgery yesterday. I'll pick him up after work today. So a lot of people asking. I have no idea. He lived. Two thumbs up. He had ACL surgery on both of his legs. One ACL was completely gone. So I will pick him up today, and I will let you know. Another thing is, somebody wrote a, a mean comment on Instagram about Stanley, and I got so, I got more offended at someone saying Stanley was fat than they could have ever oh. said. One, he's a bulldog. And you do call him fat. Well, but it's like picking on your brother. Correct. I get to pick on my brother. <laughs> you can do that. Yeah, nobody else does. And also, he's a little fat because his legs hurt. He can't run like he used to. Give him a break. And I almost went at that person hard. And I didn't. I, I controlled myself. Good for you. <laughs> And I don't always. There's somebody that's been tagging Scuba Steve on stuff, like telling on me to Scuba Steve. And I'm like, you're telling on me to, like, my partner in crime? Like, did you, did you see the pe- person that's like, the ma- the people in the school with the masks that were scaring the kids? Oh, I did, yeah, I ignored that. I'm like, and I was whatever. like, you had, the kids need to be at least in fourth grade before you start scaring them. But I said, it's funny, but you can't do that. And she was all, 
I can't and like tagging the company. She was like, yeah, canceling me, tagging the company, tagging Scuba Steve. And I was like, you're tagging Scuba Steve? Okay. These were me. Uh, so, but I never said they should do it. I actually said they shouldn't do yeah, it. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, people get all butthurt over everything. Anyway, and I got butthurt over them saying Stanley was fat, <laughs> even though he is. But I will let you guys know later today on social media how Stanley is doing. Time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I have three daughters, 9, 12, and 16. My 16-year-old's being a typical teenager, and she wants her privacy at all times. She now has asked if she can put a lock on her bedroom door so she can lock her room when she's not home. I told her there's no reason to have a lock on her door unless she's hiding something from me. I also told her that her room would become a disgusting mess if I let her put a lock on her door. She swears she's not hiding anything, but she wants to keep her sisters out of her room so they can't borrow clothes or makeup, etc., She's also promised to keep her room spotless if I put a lock on her door. I'm a single mom. I have no one to discuss this with other than my mother, who I know would say no way to a lock on the door. So what do you think? Is it a good idea or a bad idea to let my 16-year-old daughter put a lock on her bedroom door? Sign. Cecilia. I think, uh, listen, teenagers want their privacy, and I think Amy's dealing with this now too. Daughter's a little younger, but I don't think a lock is bad as long as you have a key. Her sisters don't get a key. I think a lock is fine as long as you, the mom, can always get in the room if you need to get in the room. I think that's the issue, and I think the compromise is, sure, put a lock on. That way she feels like you trust her. Honestly, there's some some responsibility that's given to her, but you also have the key to the lock, and anytime you want to get in that door, you can unlock that door and get in the door. And she's never going to keep her room spotless. We all know that's, that's not going to happen. Maybe for a week or so, <laughs> then out the door. I used to do stuff like that, too. I promise I'll I do promise, this yeah. forever. Uh, so I don't think a, 16 is that's an that's an older teenager too. It's time to start giving a 16 year old some responsibility. If you can have a driver's license, you should probably get a lock on your door. But here's the thing too: she wants to lock it whenever she's leaving the house, which I think is okay. You could create a rule where it's like, hey, when when we're all home together, there's no reason for you to have the door locked. Like, unless so you want to keep your sisters out, you they're can barging in. Mm. Well, then that's something you need to deal with with the sisters. I could see giving my daughter a lock on her door for when she's away if, like, her little brother's being annoying. But when we're home, I don't even like my daughter being in her room with the door shut. I'm like, you can hang out in your room, what but the? let's, like, open even the door. Even the door shut? Wow. Yeah, because I don't like her. She's also 14. Her. 14 and 16 are different, though. Okay, but I don't, okay, yeah, my daughter's 15. I don't like her being isolated. She can get very sucked into her room and be alone, and I just want her to have you know, a little bit of light from the outside world. I don't know. I like to be isolated in my room. I, that was, that's where I really. She hasn't fought me on it. That, yeah. I mean, that's where I really like recharged was isolation. Yeah. And in my room where nobody could get to me. And I never had a bedroom. I mean, I would closets, you know, uh, campers. That's where I would go and shut yeah. everything. I think a 16 year old deserves a lock on her door. Whatever you guys decide, you should still have access to it. Even if you do give her a lock. So I don't think you're crazy for feeling this way. But I think at 16, she should probably get a lock as long as you can get in the room. Lunchbox? Listen, a 16-year-old can drive. She can lock the car doors. Why can't she lock her bedroom door? It's not a big deal. You know that you have access to that room anytime you want by taking that door off the hinges and go look in there. Or a key. Or a key. Or a key. You don't have to go full, take the door off the hinges. Okay, or a key. And so guess what? Let her have the lock. It's not a big deal. I think we all agree in a form there. 
Yeah, it, it's not worth the battle. Like, that's one battle that's not worth fighting. Like, Trucks is like, you can take an axe to the door. You can take time. a foot and put it right through there. You could. <laughs> All yeah. good. All right, that's the mailbag. Thank you very much. Close it up. We've got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. On the phone, Justin, who lives in Nashville. Hey, Justin, what's going on, buddy? My side of the family is mad because I'm wanting to take my wife's name. She says a traditional, she takes my name. Okay. And they want to get mad at me because I'm trying to do that because I've got four brothers. So our name's going to carry on. But my wife's side only has two daughters. So it ends with him. So I'm trying to carry on his name. Yeah. Let me say this first and foremost. I think that is a completely selfless thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's something. If... The name doesn't move on. You only have daughters, and you're not actually moving that's the name on, is. and that's important to you. The fact that, Justin, you're going to step in and go, I can actually help this family that I am not blood with. I'm now married into, but I'm not blood with, but I want to keep the name going. Selfless, A+, plus, two thumbs up, love to hear it. You also have three brothers, so your name does get to roll down. Um, I think Lunchbox reacted in the way that a lot of people would react, especially men. With that toxic masculine energy, they would go, Ugh, what? Why don't you like it? It is just not, you're going to get made fun of for the rest of your life. And every sounds single. Sounds like an adult. No, no, and- no. Every <laughs> single person you're going to meet and you introduce them, oh, and you're going to say last name, like, you took your wife's last name? And they're going to give you looks and they're going to be like, man, this dude doesn't wear the pants in a relationship. It's just a bad look and a bad, and then she knows she has the power over you forever because she has the last name. Or, now I'll play counterpoint, Justin. I think it's a great thing that you're doing especially knowing why you did it. And we only do that where we make our women have our name because that's how we're told it's supposed to be done. The man just takes over and the woman gets his name and that's how it is. I mean, we, the fact that we do that to me feels a little archaic, honestly, still at this point. If you want to have matching names for your kids, I get it. But why not keep individual names and just, if you have a son, give him, give your kids her last name. Have you thought about that or do you just want to have the same last name? Well, we've got a son that has her last name. Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. <laughs> so that's why I also wanted to carry on the name because since her son, I'm adopting him, so I wanted to carry on his name so he wouldn't, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. wonder yeah. why. I like this guy. I mean, yeah, you're you're forward thinking. That's a, that's a second yeah. selfless thing <laughs> yeah. to take a name just because the son, and he wants to match with the son so it feels to him more like a traditional family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Justin, I think it's awesome. Love to see it. Uh, I'll just say I think it's it, – I gave you all the things. A-plus, thumbs up, two eyeballs, a nickel. I don't know. I don't know what you want from me as far as prizes, but I would give you every prize. I think it's great. I think the fact that we do things simply because people did them before us, but actually there's no real reason to do them, I think that's, to me, a bit crazy. But do it. Take her name. Roll on. You know? Yes, sir. Anything else to add, Lunchbox? Listen, man, you can adopt the, the kid once you get married. You get You adopt the kid, and then he takes your last name – Boom, everything's solved. Don't go to her name. It's going to be a bad situation for the rest of your life, and you're going to be you're going to be second <laughs> in the relationship. But he's also an adult. You're like, you're going to make fun of on the playground. Right. Like, middle school. like 30. <laughs> How old are you, Justin? I'm 36. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you do you. Made fun of you. All right. And where you said she would have control, it could be the opposite because you're doing a big thing here. And you're, you're going, I'm going to give up my last name. Do you know how many hours of PlayStation or golf you have right there in the, in the account? Oh, yeah. Racking them up. <laughs> Limitless. Like, get off the PlayStation. 
I got your last name. Do you remember when I did that? Yeah. How about that? <laughs> that? I don't like that. Oh, but it's a transactional world. <laughs> okay. Uh, Justin, we like you. That's really cool. I think you should go forth. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Yes, sir. See you, buddy. <laughs> it's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Tiffany McFall is an 18-year-old high school student, and she's taking some nursing classes because that's what she wants to do for a living. Well, she had class that day, and then that night she goes to her job at a swim school, and one of her coworkers has a seizure in the pool. And they had gone over that lesson earlier that day in high school, wow. so she knew exactly what to do, jumped in the pool, and saved her friend. Wow. Yeah, that's really cool and really lucky they just learned that. And then I saw another thing, too, where they have these like little chips you can put on a kid. Like stick onto them, and if they're swimming and they stop moving, it goes off. And so you know if they've like they haven't dropped, but they're in the process of drowning. Wow! Right? Whoa! Wow. Like if they like pet. So it's something new they've developed where they it's like a thing a chip you can wear. Mm. You have to insert it into your body. So it's kind of like an I air pad or I what do you call those things? Like air tag. Air. It's yeah, on you. like I an air tag. I would say it's like an air tag mixed with an Apple Watch. Yeah. Because it can also oh. judge like your. But it's pretty cool they, they can do that. It's pretty cool that she saved her, too. All right, Lunchbox. Awesome story. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Lunchbox, Marty McGuire is in what band? Marty. Oh, that's the Chicks. That's correct. Wow. Good job. Oh, I didn't know that. That's what this game is going to be? She's not even a lead singer any now, no. man. Uh, let's put Chris on in Georgia. Hey, Chris, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good, Bobby. How you doing? Love the energy, man. <laughs> Your energy lifts me up. I appreciate that. Woo! Woo! All right. So you're going to play for $100 a Sonic gift card, okay? Ah, uh, yes, sir. Sounds like a deal. Uh, dude, it's a heck of a deal. Because you can, you can actually lose nothing. So Lunchbox right. is going to get seven country bands. Oh. So if he's able to get five of the seven... You win the Sonic gift card, okay? You anything you want to say to Lunchbox to pump him up? Well, I got faith in you, but I got, little, I got much hope. But he's got faith, we got this one, but not a lot of hope. Oh, wow! Okay. Faith, right. but no hope. That seems just like a what do you call that? A see, I would think there'd be a lot of hope, but no faith. I think it'd be the opposite. I don't know, but, but whatever. It. All right, let's go. I, I, he doesn't believe in me. That's all I heard. Lunchbox, I will play you a band in oh. country music. You're gonna play the band? I'll tell you. You That's just easy. name the band. <laughs> I thought you were just gonna name band members. I was nope. gonna name them. Nope. Name the That'd band. Here we go. Go down to Georgia, Alabama. Alabama's his answer. Yep. Uh, show me Alabama. Johnny, you're awesome up your that is Charlie Daniels Band. Dang, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's the so, same same era. Oh four. Yeah. Well, Alabama's still alive. <laughs> it's the same era. Okay. Oh, it's Charlie Daniels then. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, he died like a year ago or so, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, rest yeah. in peace. R.I.P. All right. Next up, name the band. <sighs> I can't tell you the name of the song though, because that that. I already trigger. know the name of the songs. I nail them. Okay. Here we go. Number two. Go. You going right back to that wheelhouse? Going back to Alabama. The answer is Alabama. Yeah! Yeah! Oh, oh, you trying to get me? I didn't. It, it's me. literally listed that way. I see that. Next up, name this band. I could probably even tell you the title of this one. Hold on. Uh, Old Dominion. <sighs> Incorrect. Dang it! That is Even If It Breaks Your Heart by Eli Young Band. Oh, I should have known I that. I knew that. Chris. Oh. 
He's still good. <laughs> How you feeling about this one, buddy? I'm still, I'm getting a little bit of hope in him. Yeah. He likes to play policy some of the time, but. Hey, Chris, this, this is how it works, man. I'm just letting you get nervous, and then I'm going to start nailing them. Hey, I mean, I wouldn't tell you. I ain't nervous at all. I'm having a good time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so it, Lunchbox has to get four out of four the next four. That's fine. Hey, you said that last time, though. Chris, here's the thing. I'll give you a chance. You can actually turn on Lunchbox. Wow. And work oh. against him. Oh. So you're, all right, that work. Well, if you think Lunchbox, because he, he's not going to get all four. But if you think Lunchbox Hater. will get less than three, like if he gets three, he wins. If you want to go Lunchbox only gets two or less, uh, being a Lunchbox hater, that means he's not going to get any more than two. Oh, no, I'm not a Lunchbox Okay, he's sticking with Lunchbox. All right, let's okay. go Lunchbox. Yeah! Right, sticking with you. Okay. Here we go! Next up. Come on! Name the band. Ah, nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Nitty Gritty Brand. Nitty uh, Gritty Dirt Band. You think that's a real band? Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, that is it. That's correct. Yeah! Oh! I knew it! I got it! I knew it! I got that! Come on, Lunch! Let's see if we can get the next two. I told you! Let's see if I can... told you there's a comeback kid right here! Alright, come, come back, back kid. kid. Come back kid. Here we go. Here we go. Ooh. Little Texas! Yeah! Got correct. it! Correct. Yeah! yeah! If you get this, he wins. <sighs> Go ahead. You might as well play you some Land Co. Because that's it. We're going to Sonic Land Co. Boom. How confident are you? 100% cherry limeade. Woo on top. What? A cherry limeade on top? <laughs> yeah, you know, like when you say well, the cherry, cherry on top. Yeah. Not cherry, cherry limeade on top. But I was doing cherry limeade. Okay. Okay. That is Land Co. Boom! Brought it home. Ha! The answer is Lanco. Yeah! <laughs> Over on the phone line right now is Kathy. Kathy, what's going on? Good morning. Good morning, studio. Morning. Hey, I was wa- watching uh, live with Garth last night that he does from his studio, and he was talking about you and. Uh, what a wonderful guy you are and how kind you are and how good you are to people. He was talking about the Raging Idiots, although he didn't say the Raging Idiots, but he said, uh, you know, they have a little band and they opened for me and they were really good. I mean, he was just really positive about you. And then he talked about texting you and then he had to call you to prove that it was really him or something like that. Yeah. That's so funny. First, let me say this. I love Garth. You, you're never going to meet a bigger Garth person than me. Because I love him, and he's always been so kind and generous. I want to tell you how unhealthy I am right now with my when I hear this and my mental health. All I hear, it's again, you're talking about oh gosh, the the greatest, the greatest of all time, the greatest American artist of all time. In that, nobody sold more albums, nobody tours like him. I don't care what format you're in, the kindest, sweetest guy, professionally, has set standards. Do you know what I heard in that conversation? He said, my little band. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Out of all that? Mm-hmm. That's how unhealthy I am, though. Dang. I think anybody else would go, wow, that's really sweet. But me, I'm just like, my band, my band must suck. 
were little. I heard the, the part where it said the bandwidth were good. Yeah. I didn't hear I swear to you, I did not hear that. Well, shoot, maybe I'm unhealthy too because I heard that for you. <laughs> yeah, I think you just know me well enough to Probably know it's like for you. Yeah, yes. I, need to, I like, need to stop that. Yeah. I need to stop. But that is, that's awesome. And then, yeah, the, the story with Garth is <laughs> I got a text from him. It was, it was April Fool's. When it's April Fool's, you don't believe anything. And I thought, and who knows, Garth probably has nine cell phones. If I were that famous, I, I, probably, I wouldn't have, I'd just have one landline. I'd hook it up in different, where, different places <laughs> I went, right? I would just do something so people couldn't get a hold of me. And so I thought I had a number that was Garth. So I get a text that was a different number. And it's like, hey, man, what's up? And I'm like, I ain't answering that. I don't know who that is. I was like, hey, it's, do you want to open up a show? Huh? I don't know who this is, I write. Would you, yeah. Uh, it's in Arkansas. How would you like to open up a show in Arkansas? It'd be awesome. Razorback Stadium. The G-Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, a, it's me, G-Man. <laughs> sure it is. Sure it is. And so I don't respond for for hours. And then I respond back, and I remember I goes, okay, this isn't this isn't Garth. Look, who is this? April Fools. And so we do the whole April Fools back and forth. And then I said, okay, if this is Garth, I'm challenging whomever this is nice. now. Call me at one o'clock and prove it to you. And so he said, okay. And sing a song. And so yeah. <laughs> I want friends in low, low places from the chorus as soon as I answer. And so uh, it's about 12.55, and I say, hey, someone's going to prank me to my wife. So we had we were, we were going to record it. And I said, I'm going to put it on speaker, and I'm not being fooled by this April Fool's joke. And so my wife's sitting next to me. We're getting ready to record it. Rings. I answer it. Put it on speaker. Hello? Hey, man, it's Garth. But he doesn't have this big, pronounced, booming Trace Atkins voice. Garth's a normal dude when he talks. And I'm like, yeah, sure it is. Who is this really? April Fool's. He goes, no, man, it's Garth. Really, do you want to go open up? And my, and my wife elbows it. She turns her phone off. She goes, I'm not recording this. That really is Garth. She goes, mute it. And so I mute it real quick. She goes, that's Garth. So I unmute it. And I'm like, is this Garth? Like he's going to then go, you got me. It's not. And he goes, yeah. He said, do you want to open up? And I was like, oh, this is. I, I'm sorry for the past six hours where I was questioning everything about you. But yeah, Garth's awesome. Um, and all that story is is true and amazing and it was really one of the the most fun things I've ever got to do because it was home in Arkansas it was 70,000 people it was 80,000 people that was amazing yeah and then it was opening for Garth Brooks so that was really sweet of him thank you because I had no idea Kathy so thank you for letting me know that yeah you're welcome we just adore you thank you very much there's the one right here we have the one person (laughs) Kathy yes Kathy hey I hope you have an awesome week and thank you for calling and sharing that Uh, bye 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 pretty cool huh yeah it's awesome I don't really know where to go. Do you want to play a Garth song? Now yeah. I'm in the mood to play a Garth song. Let me think, what am I in the mood for right now? Because it's not Friends in Low Places, because I already got my fix there when I thought about it. Like, the river is always good. Oh, okay. man, so good. Can't go wrong. You just want to do the river? You know yeah. a dream is like, like a, a river. river. We'll just sing it. Let us not even play it. <laughs> Acapella, from the, from the start. <laughs> this is Randy, who's calling the voicemail line. Hey, Mr. Bob Bones. This morning I heard y'all on the radio, and uh, when y'all was talking about how y'all not like every other radio show, um, all I got to say is y'all are awesome. I listen to y'all every morning, and trust me, I'm glad you're not like every other boring radio show. If you were, I'd be asleep halfway to work. Y'all make me laugh, and I love that. So y'all keep up the good work, and have a wonderful day. Thank y'all. Appreciate that, Randy. And what I meant just for context, is we don't sound good. I mean, that's what I mean. Uh, radio shows sound good. Professional broadcasters, great voices, can speak with clarity. You can't understand half the words I'm saying sometimes when I get excited. So that's what I meant. Like, we're not like other shows, and it's difficult to listen to us at first because you're like, what is this crap? But we hope that you hear us, and you're like, oh, they're, they're pretty normal. They're weird, but they're normal, and 
they think like me or they there's someone on the show that that you relate to the We're most. We're weird. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, I'm as neur- I've I've never been relatable in the way of like the way I think. I'm neurotic. <laughs> Sometimes people go like, "Man, you're just not relatable anymore." I've never been relatable. That's true. I have, I have bizarre thoughts. I'm uh, but pretty open and honest and try to share, you know, authentic feelings as uncomfortable as it may be. But I, you know, I've always been a bit bizarre. I mean, look at all of us. We all have Lunchbox is probably the most stable of all of us. Yep. Like mm. like <laughs> childhood. <laughs> Yeah. How he ended up like That's this, true. I don't know. Oh, I think you meant But now. like the most nuclear, happy, healthy family, great neighborhood, mm-hmm. great, I mean, just like per- balance. And then it's on a platter. And then this came but out. But that's life. You know, that's showbiz, baby. Never know what's going to happen there. Uh, here's uh, Amanda in Wyoming. Morning, studio. Uh, just wanted to say thank you, Bobby, for doing the Sunday show. I bought tickets for Vegas for my husband's birthday, and we are driving from Wyoming to Vegas. And my husband fortunately wanted to stay an extra day, so we will be there Sunday. So thank you for not just taking the money and still doing the show. We love you guys. Well, Lunchbox is giving me some crap for not taking the money and just not doing a show. I mean, you, you, you're taking the hard way out. You should take the easy way out. So what happened is the Vegas show I'm doing at the Win, which was a Saturday night, they said there's you, the theater. Some, there are problems with the theater, basically. So we'll just pay you fully. Don't do the show. And I was like, wow, really? I said, well, can I do it Sunday? Because we have so many listeners that are coming out to Vegas that have made the trip. And I know some of them aren't going to be able to stay on Sunday. But it's better than nothing at all. I said, can I do the show on Sunday? They said, okay, yes, we can have the theater ready on Sunday. So I'm going to do the show on Sunday. I'm still going to go do the show. But I think the, the issue with Lunchbox was I could have done nothing and got paid. Yeah, it's like a dream come true. They're going to pay you to do nothing. Everybody in this world thinks, man, how can I get paid to do nothing? And you have this opportunity and you're <laughs> not going to Is that what everybody it. in the world thinks? Absolutely. How do I get paid to do nothing? I mean, that'd be what, nice. 100%. But I never think about it. I think like, how can I work smarter, not harder? That's what I think. Well, you're you're working harder than smarter on this. Because well, I feel like listeners are, I haven't done a single show west and I'm going to go do the the one in in Vegas. I'm going to do it Sunday night now, and hopefully you guys can stay, and that's it. And then it'll be great. It's the more fulfilling option. Yes, uh, I, don't, I just don't want to screw our people over that, right. are, that have made plans to come out there. Just imagine, you won't be tired, you won't have to travel, and you get money in your bank account. Same amount you're going to get after you travel all the way out there, see people, get exhausted. I mean, just saying. That is working for nothing. That's work smarter. And making something. <laughs> yeah. Working smarter, not harder. Yep. All right, well, I'm going to do it, and it's going to be awesome. I'm not sure... It's, I'm sure people are going to get refunds that can't stay, and I'll let you know if there are tickets available. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. There's this high school football coach. His name is Con Chance. He has been coaching for 19 years, and he just quit because the parents got way too nasty. Like, he had to start telling his wife and his daughter to not even come to games anymore because he was worried about how they were getting treated because of his coaching. They must be losing. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but, but also, it's a toxic yeah. environment. Anybody that can coach, but they must be losing. That happens when you lose. <laughs> if you're winning, that ain't a thing. But, yeah, that stinks. And I would imagine, too, there's so many more ways to harass someone like a coach. Social media, talk crap about them, DM them anonymous accounts that it's a different level of stress i know eddie's coaching his kids basketball right now mm-hmm. we're early on wait, wait till you lose yeah i haven't played i'm gonna any be i'm gonna yet. be messaging you no you don't suck no don't do that please <laughs> why did you call that play in the third quarter <laughs> you're an idiot but you have parent, parents all over you aren't you I'm, I'm expecting that even just to play even if you win but like their kids need to play more i i'm gonna try to remind myself to sub them equally that way but i don't that, get any, but you shouldn't do that why not 
You shouldn't. It, it's not communist basketball. They're nine years old. I think they all need a. You know, after about six, <laughs> I think you can have the starters start and the subs come in. Yeah, I mean, but uh, we'll see. We'll that's see. reasonable. But this coach, he had to start getting an escort to his car. His assistant coaches were being followed to the bathroom and harassed there. What, so what, where do they live? Yeah, what <laughs> is this also in Russia? <laughs> Listen, before my son started playing football, the coaches sat us parents down and said straight up, like. Talk to us if you've got any concerns, but like, don't talk to us at the same time. But what's happening there is not common. Having people follow them to the bath—that's not normal. No. Okay. That must be Texas football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the only place it could be. All right. What else? So this retired nurse who's 52 years old. She's from Kentucky. Her name's Penny, and uh, she ate some shellfish. She's allergic to that. She had this crazy reaction and went into a coma. Mm. She said while she was in a coma. She met God. You know, I have been either sitting or bending over the toilet and felt like I've met God a few times, been <laughs> sick, where you're just, your guts are just being ripped from the inside. And I'm like, please, oh God. And then he, sometimes he answers. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. She said that she complained to him about all the hardships that she and her children have had to endure. And she asked him why he allowed this suffering. And she said that he said, listen, you're going to be rewarded in the afterlife. The suffering here. I got you on the other side, but she claims when she woke up, this is a conversation she had with God. Two things I want to say about this. Number one, prove she didn't. Can't do it. Can't. You cannot prove that she didn't eat bad shellfish, and that was a bridge for her to meet God. (laughs) Can't can't, can't prove that that didn't happen. You can't prove that she didn't go to Captain D's. (laughs) The boat? And then the next thing you know, she's meeting the big man. Prove it. You can't, right? Number two, what if there is a magical shellfish that oh, if next level, if rotted just right, is actually the gateway to a more spiritual place? We just don't know it yet. Mm. And mm? she happened to have she happened it. to randomly at the exact day and time where it rotted just the right amount of time, swallowed it. But are you willing to go into a coma to meet God? I'm not willing to eat shellfish for fun. Just generally. <laughs> I'm just, that's not my thing for the most part. So, no, there's a few okay, steps I'm not willing right. to do. But, the, yeah, although I, I think she's probably full of crap. Mm-hmm. She just got sick. All right, what else? Have you ever had your zipper down on stage? Yeah, many times. Uh, especially if I go to the bathroom in the middle of a show. Like, when I do my show now, Comedically Inspirational, there's a segment where I get to go in the back where we're running a video. It's like five minutes and I've walked out with my pants unzipped and then you have to like slyly like turn to the side and zip it up and make it a move. Yes, but yeah, a few times. Well, I asked because Kelsey Ballerini was doing uh, one of her shows recently and she is on stage front and center singing away and her fly is down and her fans are trying to scream at her to zip it up, but she thinks they're screaming for the song. <laughs> Does she have clip. a song called Zip Your Fly? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I don't have a song called XYZ, guys. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. So anyway, she handled it well. XYZ I mean, is? Is that the code zip- that's on the zipper? Examine your zipper. Yeah. Oh, oh I had no You guys idea. didn't know that? No. Dang, that joke went so yeah. yeah. All right, that's that. it. Yeah, I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. For Anthony Morales' 25th birthday, he did not want a big party. Instead, he chose to give back to those in need in his community. Anthony enlisted help from his family, including siblings and cousins, to put together 500 bags of food and bottled water and distribute them to people living on the streets in downtown Los Angeles. I mean, think of that. Of all the birthday parties you could have, 
that's what you have your people do. Yeah, you can get whatever you want. You can ask people to get you whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know about whatever. Well, but, but you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Reasonable. Within reason. Within reason. <laughs> the choice to use his birthday as a chance to be charitable, his family says, we're not surprised. He's always been the type who always wants to give back. And here's Anthony right here. Not everyone's life is the same. And that if they're in the position to help others, that they definitely should. So doing this with them meant a lot. Anthony Morales, happy 25th birthday. Great story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net.